This summer, dive into the many cools of San Antonio. Because as soon as the temperature rises, so does the fun, the flavors, the excitement, and the many cool things that make our city the perfect summer getaway destination. Come keep cool with amazing pools at the best hotels, refreshing adventures both indoor and outdoor, inspiring history and culture, culinary wonders, and the hottest nights of your life at the coolest spots in Texas. To plan the coolest summer vacation, dive in to visitsanantonio.com slash summer. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1139. Today, how much could The Last Jedi really be like The Empire Strikes Back? Punch it, Chewie. This is Todd Vander Hayden. I'm a national Canadian television anchor with CTV News and a syndicated radio host. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and I got to thinking about this particular question because of, well, first of all, I mean, it's something that I guess a lot of people have been worried about, and maybe worry is the wrong word, all right? I don't think I'm worried about it personally, although I think some folks out there in fandom land are, but it came up in conversation between Ryan Johnson and Anthony Bresnikan as part of the interviews for the cover story on The Last Jedi that showed up in the Entertainment Weekly Fall 2017 movie preview. Ryan Johnson pointed out the fact that, structurally speaking, the story that he was handed for all intents and purposes, already had some very strong comparisons or parallels to The Empire Strikes Back. Here's what Ryan Johnson has to say about that. He says, Rey is off in a remote location with a Jedi Master, and the Resistance is in a tough spot, and we're intercutting these stories. By its very nature, there are some structural parallels. But these are new characters, they're dealing with new things, and that ultimately is what defines the movie. So I think that's going to be unique, quote-unquote. And he's right. Those are the things that were set up by J.J. Abrams. They weren't Ryan Johnson's doing. So the fact that it's all like that, not even his deal. And and Ray being off in the remote location, that happened for The Empire Strikes Back in the middle of The Empire Strikes Back with Luke going to Dagobah. So really dropped Ryan Johnson into an Empire Strikes Back-like scenario. And there do seem to be a couple other parallels developing potentially. First of all, Supreme Leader Snoke, who... You know, if you're going to compare The Force Awakens to Star Wars, we didn't see the Emperor in Star Wars, but we get to see the Emperor figure in The Force Awakens and have a few conversations with him. Chances are he is going to be a little bit more involved in the events of The Last Jedi, especially since we're seeing pictures of his Praetorian Guard in Entertainment Weekly. So you got to assume that his appearance and effect on the whole story are going to step up, which... Definitely happens in The Empire Strikes Back with the Emperor just because the Emperor demands you make contact with him, right, for Lord Vader, and they actually have their first conversation. So that's stepped up, too. Meanwhile, The Last Jedi takes place immediately after The Force Awakens, whereas Empire Strikes Back didn't take place until three years after Star Wars. But some similar things happened. We don't have the full new canon picture of things, but we do know from the Dr. Aphra comics that... The Empire immediately went to Yavin 4 and made sure that they you know, tidied up on the Rebel base, even though the Rebels had already evacuated. So, you know, same kind of thing that's going to happen with the First Order because Ryan Johnson has already said in interviews, said it at Celebration Orlando, that the First Order is going to come out hard and fast against the Resistance at the beginning of The Last Jedi, that they you know, are about to go right after them, knowing how weak their position is in the galaxy. So even though J.J. Abrams set 
Ryan Johnson up with a similar set of circumstances. The fact of the matter is, is that the First Order is not a galaxy ruling power like the Empire was, and they've decided that they want to become a galaxy ruling power more actively. Like they've said, you know, we're not going to be fighting with the resistance behind the scenes. We are now making our desire for galactic conquest known far and wide. And then, of course, we have the parallels between DJ and Lando Calrissian. So Lando, of course, was a bit shifty, right? He was a good guy until he wasn't, and then decided, oh, this was a bad idea, and decided to be a good guy again. DJ, all we know about him right now is that he is a mercenary, for all intents and purposes, in that he is only a slave to money. He is not interested in one side or the other. He's only interested in getting paid, and he could possibly turn on the resistance at any given moment. But the resistance needs to rely on Benicio del Toro for some particular situation, just like Han and Chewie and Leia and 3PO needed to rely on Lando for some particular situation. So yeah, another parallel to Empire right there. And then, of course, we have those speeders on crate flying off to face down a bunch of Imperial Walker-looking things. And yeah, you know, I don't know how you can (laughs) not see the parallel there. And in fact, it's, you know, speeders going along a white surface or something. Yeah, they're kicking up, you know, red mineral dust and whatnot, but still kind of similar in that regard. And the Resistance is functioning without a government in support of them, just like the Rebellion did in The Empire Strikes Back. But that's a change, actually. It's not something that they're used to. So that, in itself, is a bit different from The Empire Strikes Back. And probably, of course, the biggest difference is that whereas Yoda wanted to train Luke, you know, he really did, right? Despite all the, nope, not ready, you know, and all that stuff. Luke definitely doesn't seem like he is interested in training Ray. I mean, he does it, and I get the feeling that it's kind of reluctant. And the photo of <laughs> of Ray standing outside Luke's hut, and Luke kind of standing there looking at her like, "Get off my lawn, kid!" And the whole, you know, the Jedi have to end, right? But doesn't necessarily mean that he can't train Ray. I mean, he can train Ray and still not have her be a Jedi. You know, he can just say, I'll train you how to use the force, but I'm not going to make you a Jedi or anything like that. But he doesn't seem like he wants any part of this. And the last thing I'll point out that's going to be different, like you just can't help it, is the fact that Empire only split the story up two ways, right? Luke and R2 went to Dagobah, Leia, Han, Chewie, and 3PO got chased by the Empire, ended up on Bespin, and then everybody was reunited eventually. This time, for The Last Jedi, we've got the story splitting three ways. We've got Rey and Luke together in one set of stories. We've got Finn and Rose going off to the casino city of Canto Bight in another story. And we've got Leia and Poe working together and dealing with whatever the First Order is throwing at them. Oh, and that reminds me of one other difference, but I'm going to share that with you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com slash TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com. Welcome back. So that one additional thing is a difference between Empire and The Last Jedi, and that's the fact that the characters in The Last Jedi 
a number of them are being asked to step up in a significant way. And that wasn't the case for The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, for example, Leia, Han, Chewie, and 3PO already seasoned fighters. Well, all right, take that with a grain of salt with 3PO, right? But you get the idea. Like, they'd been at this for quite a while, and so had R2-D2. And Luke, at least he had three years of time in between Star Wars and Empire to actually develop some Jedi skills, right? And in the comics, he found Obi-Wan Kenobi's journal and was reading that and learning. And in Heir to the Jedi, he was starting to practice for stuff, you know that he had some basic force user capacity in The Empire Strikes Back. So we don't have that for Rey at all. Yes, she has force user capacity, right? But she doesn't know what she's doing. She's raw, untrained. She hasn't had any time to meditate or think about the things that she might be capable of doing. She's only just experienced them in the moment. So she's being asked to step up in a very big way by being the one who goes to find Luke and try to bring him into the fight and hopefully get some training from him too, right? So she's having to step up in a major way. Poe is being asked to step up in a major way by Leia as a potential leader beyond just the dogfighting, but actually leading the resistance itself. We know that from the Entertainment Weekly cover story. And also from that story, we know that the dynamic between Finn and Rose involves a stepping up by Rose who is the not cool person of the two sisters between her and Paige. Paige is the more dynamic, daring do performing one. She is not, but she has her opportunity to step up and do her part in a big and famous way. Anyway, that's going to do it for today. So thank you so much for listening. As always, may the force be with you and I'll catch up with you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you execute Order 66, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful to you if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not the downfall of the Republic, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.